Welcome to Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. I feel like I just, I got, um, I've been dealing with vertigo this week. Have you ever had vertigo? Only because I know of it from Arrested Development, um, like what's uh, Lucille 2's like vertigo or spells. That's what I'm familiar with. So that's what I have. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have it. And last time I had an episode was, I guess, early 2020. uh, And I I got it on Monday. And now I'm shaky for like a week i was gonna like say I, like what are like the actual effects so like you were just like really dizzy for a day and now you just have lingering like kind of it's an inner issues. ear deal it's an inner ear deal so this piece of calcium's in my inner ear canal and it broke uh-huh. off and now it's floating and it's just throwing it throws off everything so like i like i could sit down and like the entire room is spinning and i can't walk hannah how to help Weird. me up to the bathroom monday morning Oh, that uh, must have been a fun moment in your relationship. She's in for long haul, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've gotten to the bathroom assistant's point of the relationship, that's when you know you're committed. I right? ask so much of my romantic <laughs> partners. Oh, poor like, sweet. I ask a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, and she they, didn't stay with you, did she? she uh, I'm just going to tell you, though, Aaron, this. She passed the test. <laughs> She passed it. Uh, she passed level one of the ladder. That's hor- That's a horrifying test, and I don't really want to know what the next couple of rungs are for her. Because you know, God, I God find out her. as I go to. But each time, like I'm just like, well, this is a test. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely gonna. This this is gonna prove something to me. Hey, but uh, hey, at least she's sticking it through, though. So at least she's, she's a she's a winner. She's doing hard work. Well, well let's uh, let's uh, talk about why we're here today. This is the lifestyles of the rich and dead. Lifestyles of the rich and dead. My name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Aaron Coyle. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing fantastic, Red. How are you? I'm doing fine. Do you like if I say Aaron Coyle, or do you want me to throw it to you to say Aaron Coyle? I feel like it's so weird if you're in the middle of a spiel and I just have to say my name. Like, you know, right? you got the momentum of, like, doing your thing. Carry through and finish your sentence, 100%. you know? percent. Thank you so much. Like, Otherwise, it's like I'm trying to, like, do, like, a voicemail, like, and, like, say my name at the right time. It just, it doesn't work. I don't like it. Okay. I'm glad that we're on the same page, and I'm glad we could move forward because I was uncomfortable there for a second. I, as soon as I said your name, I'm just like... Well, maybe she wanted to say her name, and now yeah. we're. This is set in stone. It's recorded. That's the way it's gonna be. Uh, you asked how I am. Uh, fine. <laughs> I'm uh, still dealing with the, the repercussions of vertigo. So I was on. I took public transit transport today, transit, and I got on the train. And was that a trip? <laughs> because I'm still <laughs> swimming. Really? So, like, I'm still swimming. Like, I feels like I'm walking in water. Uh, I'll feel like that for the rest of the week. And, like there's uh, no like there's no way to tell like when it just like over time it'll dissipate but like like especially so like, i get a big so i get a big thing that happens mm-hmm. and then i have to do these head exercises on the ground to get the piece of calcium to go back to the inner ear and so then when it's then then it slowly settles back there and i'm fine but for the next week i'm wobbly so i was standing on the train I, and <laughs> i always stand on the train i never sit i'm oh, yeah. always standing I'm with you and the train moved and i went full <laughs> I didn't fall. I didn't fall. But I like launched and I like, I just caught myself running, you know, (laughs) like when you just like kind of catch yourself in the momentum and then just ran right into a seat, hit hard, hit hard into the the back of the seat in front of me, which someone was sitting there. And then I sat down. It was, it was rough. Did you try and play it off? Like it was cool. Like, like, oh yeah. Like I do that all the time. That's what I meant to do. I did not. I was clearly embarrassed. <laughs> oh no. I made a big thud when I hit the back of their seat and the people the the old person in front of me had this very uh shocked response. Uh I was, yeah, it was, it was a crowded car like they like they were, people were a little bit alarmed like were like they, Yeah, they like, were a little bit alarmed. They were a little bit alarmed. But uh, by the way, this is Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead, which is uh we're talk uh, trash about uh dead people. We take a dead person and we talk gossip and rumors about that dead person because what are they going to do, Aaron? They're not going to do shit. They're buried in the ground. They're not coming after us. We're, we're, we're alive. Nothing. We're alive. They're not. We're, you we're know. free and clear. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, most of the stuff we say is lies uh, and rumors yeah. uh, because we don't know. 
We don't Nothing know. Nothing should be taken seriously. Uh, I have not. I, I can guarantee you, I've not done the research enough to feel good about what I'm about to say. I have 100%. not done enough thorough enough research. Uh, uh, my number one thing is very shaky with me. <laughs> I, I, I'm very shaky. On I think I, I. I think we might have the same number one, but go ahead. I hope to God we do. Uh, but uh, the reason I mention this is because we're blowing up worldwide, Aaron. I have to share you some of these numbers, but oh, we're doing let, good. Let me hear it. We're do- oh, I'm not going to share them on there. I'm not going to share them on there. But uh, uh, we will talk about it afterward. But thank you all oh, so much excited. for listening and uh, listening to us. And we're blowing up, by the way, in just in the United States, in Wisconsin, Illinois, Virginia. All of my favorite states. If you ask me to name my three favorite states, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Virginia, I guess would be them. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> they're they not they're not they would not be my first up. they literally ended podcast i am going you. to destroy please, our fan base please, please uh continue to listen and watch we love you we love you we love you please don't leave us love uh but we're here talking about Sweet baby angels. richard m nixon richard Millhouse Millhouse nixon nixon That's right. uh, cool uh let's uh, let's start off at the top with what we knew going in before i go into the the uh, I, I do want to go into the basics of just a generalization of who he is, but what did you know about Nixon beforehand? Um, I think has already been established on the show. I'm not exactly a history buff per se. I knew Nixon. Um, I knew like kind of, I feel like what most people know, president, uh, Republican Watergate scandal, where he basically ordered people to break into the DNC and stuff like that. Uh, was president during a time of uh, Vietnam. He resigned uh, in disgrace. And then I watched uh, Frost Nixon, which is an awesome movie, um, won some awards, whatever, but it's about like this um, British TV host who does interviews with him after the fact. But like, and so I got some of his history from got that some movie. Of the history you got, you I got, feel like most of my information comes from movies I've seen it at comes some point from the, the Rit Nixon movie and then the Frost Nixon movie. Yeah. Uh, there's two movies that you watched and now you're pretty knowledgeable about that and thank god we did that for did nixon because nixon has a lot of movies for you to have catch caught up on no the fear like i did have like i had at least a good starting place i feel like i knew more about him more so than a lot of the people like that we've like done like i've had a better base knowledge about him but like oh boy i mean like i like i feel like i need a shower after doing the research that i do like it, it was not great i feel our researches could be vastly different uh the reason i say this is because uh like the things i knew about nixon you know the watergate scandal president of course uh, i knew actually a fair amount about his political career um and uh, his political accomplishments um but i uh the things that i read today i've never heard before and which i'm very excited about because like everyone knows about Watergate, everyone knows that he's a yeah, racist. I I, I kind of like I yeah I skipped skimmed right over Watergate. It's like everyone's been there, done that. Like yeah, like I was going around the the fringes and the edges of his life, and I got some um, not great details. But let, let me give you on. the bare bones of what he is, of who he is. Thirty seventh president of the United States, serving from sixty nine to nineteen seventy four. As you mentioned, Republican Party. Um, he was uh, from uh, California, family of Quakers. Uh, he, uh, blah, 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 became president. And then he, uh, extended, extended the Vietnam conflict longer than it needed to be. He did bring, uh, relations together with China, which was good. Um, and he also, uh, uh, was a terrible person, racist, civil rights abuses and, uh, spying on civil rights leaders. And then of course, uh, you know, the Watergate scandal and such. And there's a lot more to his presidency. Uh, and he also started the drug war, the war on drugs, which has put, uh, uh, most of, uh, uh, just a lot of people in jail that shouldn't be in jail. Yeah. So like, once again, opinion, not very high going into this. Yeah. And if anything, it has been notched down even from there. So. Aaron, since we letter grade these dead people, uh, before we even get there, how do you feel he's going to wind up? Do you think he's going to have a passing grade after this? There is literally no chance I am giving this person a passing grade. Like there is none. I can't wait to see how he fares. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this guy. Should you go first or should I go first? The juiciest piece of gossip. I'm debating. I think I know what your number one is. Mine are not serious. (laughs) I'll say that right now. Mine are not like, 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 like the thing is like, we could talk about him being racist and the things he said on the tapes where he's anti-Semitic and stuff like like that. I'm not going to repeat that. I have that too. Like, yeah, we could easily talk, but like, I'll just go first. Go first. Um, go first. Uh, my juiciest piece of juice that I got is that 
Richard Nixon might be gay. Yes, uh, this is my number one too. Yeah, is okay. it okay? Outstanding. I'm very excited. But when I saw this, I squealed. Uh, I was pretty talk about excited about this. Baby Rebezo. Oh yeah, let's talk about Baby Rebezo. So Nixon had a best friend, Baby Rebezo, uh, who was this uh, Cuban. Uh, maybe affiliated with the mob. They, I, I saw some people say that he was like a mob mailman, a mailbag person or bag man. A, a bag man, yeah. So like, you know, he would get the pay, like payoffs like to like Richard Nixon. He would oh. deliver Nixon the money and stuff like that. Oh, so like, interesting. interesting. Yeah. That's what but, that meant. I didn't know what that meant. Um, but apparently they were just more than uh, just buddies, Aaron. Uh, they were, they, they were close. They were close, intimate friends. And this has been observed. And so like, I feel like a lot of the research that we do is kind of like hearsay, like, oh, like one account versus the other. When it comes to this, there are multiple there journalists are multiple and accounts. sources. Like this is not just like random hearsay. This is actually, I feel pretty confident in about this. Yeah. Yeah. So he had this one friend and everyone's just like, yeah, his best friend was this guy that was this uh, potential mob person, Bebe Rebezo. Uh, Cuban American man, and like they'd get drunk together, and then they just like kind of like pal around. People witnessing them just like there was one person said that he wrapped his arms around uh, 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 Bebe's waist, almost like a prom date uh, when they were, which is pretty sweet. Uh, and and there's multiple instances of them holding hands. Did you hear about this, Aaron? So I got multiple quotes to go on this uh, this part right here. So. Um, uh, this like this all happened. It was like 1972. I think it was like after he had just won re-election, and a bunch of people, like reporters, went down to his uh, place down in um, Fort uh, or Key Biscayne, or Key Biscayne, and down in Florida or whatever. Um, it's just also like kind of like very like Trumpish. Like they were calling this like the Winter White House too, like whatever. But like either way, um, Angelo. Um, so one of like the uh, blah blah blah. Uh, Time writer Bonnie Angelo was part of the press pool that accompanied Nixon on his trip down there. Uh, Angelo and other reporters tagged along while Nixon and Rebezo went to dinner in Miami, where, according to Angelo, um, she had never seen two men hold hands for as long and as fondly as Nixon and Rebezo proceeded to do. And there's nothing wrong with holding hands. We're not no, trying not. to say that uh, two platonic friends can't hold hands. Two platonic secure in them, secure in their uh, 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 identity, uh, holding hands. But coming from Richard Nixon, who is yeah. a known homophobe, right? Who- who constantly talked about things being for the queers. <laughs> like that's like and, a thing. And that's why, like, I don't even like this because it almost like humanizes him a bit, but it's not. It's like, he, I feel like he was so ashamed. He probably had some like kind of like, you know, bisexual tendencies and stuff like that. But of course, like people in positions of power like this, they like, you know, like act out on them in secret and then like publicly condemn the shit out of them and stuff like that. Like, oh, like, hi, like, um, like Lindsey Graham or something like that. But like, um, in this like instance, like there was like I said, multiple people saying, public hand-holding with the boozy baby Rebezo. Another person was like, um, uh, any, as someone who has observed Mr. Nixon up close for six years, this is another reporter, I have my own opinion, but for now I can just say that what, you know, bon- Bonnie is saying that they were, like, you know, really intimately holding hands. Really like, intimately holding That she hands. was right. I agree with her, like, kind of, like, you know, like, logic there. So um, this was uh, it, on the record, multiple people kind of seeing them being very close. And like you said, like, I nothing against hand-holding, but, like, Doing it for an extended period of time, like with like a close, I don't know, like that's just. And Aaron, most of the bad men in this world are suppressing their sexual feelings. Most of the bad men that I could think of have some, because most of the bad men I could think of are also homophobic. And if you're homophobic, I tend to believe that you have some little inkling that it makes you feel weird when you see men. That's my thought. And you're not completely wrong with that. And like, and keep in mind, I also want to say- His romance can be cute though. And I do want to think it's cute. I think it's pretty adorable adorable. to think of him and Bebe. Like just like, how do you say it? Bebe or Bebe? Bebe. Because it's like, it's, I think it's supposed to be because he was nicknamed Bebe because that's Spanish for Bebe. And like, he was the youngest of a family of 12 of Cuban immigrants. Um, Mm. So like, that's where Connie got this nickname. But once again, this goes beyond just like the handholding, like a little bit at the one instant. Um, did you know that uh, Bebe kept an office and a bedroom at the White House during his time, uh, at like like during his presidency? He was live-in boyfriend to Richard Nixon at the White House. And I know what you're thinking, Aaron. How is Pat 
Pat Nixon standing for all this. Uh, <laughs> she was not standing for this. She was sitting at the di- at the counter with a glass of wine the entire time, just waiting. She was Ooh. dealing with her own demons while we need to. She- yeah, we'll get into Pat in a second too. Do you have I a separate some, Pat anecdote? I, I, I got some Pat stuff here, uh, uh, but like even separate from that, I think it's just astounding to me. And I think the more thing, the more that I we've looked at presidents is that because um, we recently talked about Eleanor Roosevelt and her and mm-hmm. her like husband, they both had kind of like you know side pieces going on, like you know, and people being in the White House, like you know, like being as like so like. Are just like do all presidents have like you know side relationships that just move into the White House with them? Like, like I well, just I think there's we're seeing a lot the polar opposite of this couple. We're seeing the polar opposite. Whereas like FDR and Eleanor were hip as shit. Oh, yeah. They were like, they were just like, they had a secret pact where they're just like, you fucking, yeah, bro. And they bump fists at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, they but, were awesome. They were relationship goals. I think, yeah. Like, 100% on relationship goals. And whereas this one is built on hate and secrecy. Yeah, it is not. <laughs> where, where Pat is there uh, to serve a, a public image. Uh, rather than uh, a personal one, uh, some of the things that the so the the Secret Service said regarding Nixon, like Ooh. just like like uh, with I... with his wife, like they didn't know how to kiss. Really, <laughs> like, they had to be taught to kiss. Oh, I did not for get the that. camera. Oh, that's so awkward. She like like I feel. I feel bad for her. Once again, we'll get to that in a second. We got, um, let's whatever. talk about it with uh, with this. Is, okay. Does it meld into there? I think it's a little bit, it goes off a little bit different because, like, she did give off, like, a little bit of, like, a, like a plastic vibe, but, like, she also, um, <sighs> Richard Nixon happened to share the same views that uh, one Sean Connery did when it came to uh, sure. domestic life. Sure. So that's sure. what I got um, a lot of. Um, but just to close the loop, I there's one other quote that I want to, like, drop about Bebezo here. Um, in his, uh, Rebezo? Rebezo. Baby Rebezzle. That's just a Baby fun Rebezzo. name to say. Who can? Who doesn't love saying that name? I don't know why, but I've never heard... Like, I've heard Nixon impersonations a million times. but And I've heard him say, like, Spiro Agnew or uh, you know, Henry Kissinger. But I've never heard him say, Bebe Rebezzle. I want to hear that. I know, <laughs> I've right? never heard him say that name. And it sounds There's like There's gotta a be hoop. tape. But, like, um, uh, a Republican campaigner, uh, Louis Feynman was saying, um, was quoted in uh, Rebezzo's obituary after he passed that in regards to his relationship with Richard Nixon, they were inseparable. You just can't imagine how close two men could be. So, I mean, if I'm imagining two men being extraordinarily close to one another and he has his own bedroom and office in the White House, like, photographed and, like, seen, like, you know, like, drinking together, holding hands together... There was something going on there. There had I love, to have been. Baby, you ever look at the moon and think someone's looking back at that same moon? Like <laughs> I just can't imagine him being romantic, like in any context. It is just like, oh boy. Um, but you know, yeah, love is love, I guess, and stuff like that. It's just like I don't want him in the LGBT community. I don't. I don't want him here. What? I, one other thing is, and I'm going to make a daring claim. In his younger years, he wasn't a bad-looking guy. Really, I did I don't not think see he was early bad photos. Looking. If you look at him, like it is like early, like in his thirties. I'm like, googling like, young Richard Nixon right now. Yeah, like, when he doesn't have that weight in his face, he's got kind of like a cute oh, little. Right? Oh boy! I, there's a picture of him like in like a football uniform, or assuming with that with his helmet off, and like, oh, that is a. He's not an unattractive man. He's I'll, striking. I'll, yeah, though I, I can get it. Like I like I remember like we were talking about. I think it was Edgar Allan Poe was supposed to be this jock that everyone was in love with that I just like didn't quite get. Like but I, I get this. Get. <laughs> <laughs> I get young Nixon as being hot because I so, disagree with him on every possible level. But uh, dude has a look. Now bring in BB. <laughs> This is the Nixon we have to think about when we're thinking about him and Bebe, even though it's a different Nixon. But there is a picture of him laughing, him with Bebe. I've saw it before of those them laughing together, and he looks twenty years younger. He oh, looks twenty years younger next to Bebe. Well, maybe baby Bebe, Bebe kept him young, or like whatever. Maybe he kept him somewhat sane. But he also, once again, had ties to the mob from what I could hear. I didn't get, like, too much verification on the front, but, like, he was connected to the... There was allegations he was tied to... Had mafia ties, and that he did accept multiple, like, 
um, cover up payments or like, you know, like illicit payments on behalf of Nixon too. So like he certainly was not a saint in all of this either. Yeah. Well, I'll say that much. Day. Well, uh, well, uh, their their love is what inspired us, not their actions. Uh, uh, let, let's talk about his wife a little bit. So, but you, oh, poor Pat. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, I know, like you said, you were gonna keep it on the lighter side. Like, I didn't want to go too dark, but like, oh boy, yeah, he. Um, I, I brought up Sean Connery before because Sean Connery was on the record that he like you could like smack like a, like a woman or whatever and like multiply like stood by that but like as long as, as it's not a punch he said as long as it's not a punch and that's not really the case with Nixon he didn't he didn't just stop there is the unfortunate part like um there was an investigative reporter at the time his name was Seymour Hersh he said that he uh learned of three alleged Nixon wife beating incidents one that sent Pat to a nearby uh, emergency room. So this is way more than just kind of like a smack or whatever. Um, yeah, and, I and here in uh, 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 Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead, uh, we are vehemently against domestic abuse. And if you're yeah. having in trouble in a relationship, reach out to, uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of uh, women shelters that to reach out to and uh, reach out to your local one. because Yes, please seek help because this is awful. Nobody should have to feel unsafe in their own home. And I just felt awful for Pat because like I said, it seemed like I actually kind of like, didn't like i thought she seemed like a decent person like i didn't go too deep into her but like some of the quotes were just kind of like she wasn't there she did not seem there even in watching old videotapes of her like she just didn't seem present she seemed like she was just like smiling through the scene you know and it seemed like she's just constantly uh, she didn't seem present at any at at any time whenever she was speaking or anything and that's why i think because she i think she honestly was like kind of like terrified of the nixon on some level um one of like um this happened in 1962, I think, after he lost a governor's race or whatever. So this is, like, before he even hits the White House or anything like that. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, John Sears, a former Nixon campaign aide, um, told uh, this reporter in a book, um, he told me that Nixon had hit her in 1962 and that he had threatened, and that she had threatened to leave him over it. And I'm not talking about a smack. He blackened her eye. Like, he, right. like, so that's, like, closed fist, like, like punching her in the face, which is just like abhorrent. And once again, like makes me like, once again, this is why I'm saying I felt like I had to take a shower. Cause like, I knew he was going to be bad going into this, but like, Oh fuck. Um, there was apparently Van Patten also heard that aides like HR Hallman and John something sometimes intervened to stop Nixon when he hit his wife, according to Summers. Um, and yeah, went to the emergency room after he, shortly after he resigned in 1974, he got a, um, she had to go to the emergency room because like he had hit her so like all like so terribly um a lot of this didn't go reported at the time because the dude like the main like reporter who had got the tip said that at the time i did not in my ignorance view the incident as a crime which is just an entire indignation of the entire time period and it's just like a really tragic thing to even like say that like hitting your wife wasn't considered a serious crime even though she went to the fucking emergency room because of it um but uh yeah like pat like i I understand. I would be mentally checked out too if, like, I was like that terrified. So yeah, once again, no, by the time she hit up. the, this is like she, eight it, years it's after a feeling the feeling of trapped. It's like being trapped because, right. especially when he's a high-profile person, everyone's covering for him, so no one will let you leave. Right. <laughs> you know, you, she couldn't have divorced him if she wanted to. It uh, was like. I saw like accounts of like them saying of like she tried to leave a separate life like they were like tried to like do a separation but like not actually separate from him and try to keep their lives separate. So like once again like. Like, the fact that she seems, like, checked out, like, or just, like, you know, like, whatever, like, during the White House, like, I give her a complete, like, I completely understand, and, like, whatever mm-hmm. I, like, I I empathize with that, and so, like, yeah. Oh, I just, oh I'm I not trying to suggest that she should have been, you know, uh, Jackie O about it. Um, different circumstances. No, and, like, and to be, and to be, and once again, this was not just limited to her, too. Um, I saw another quote. Uh, Nixon vented his, quote, volcanic temper on aides and reporters, uh, one 1960 incident, um, which, so this is before, um, this is still early days in which he sucker punched a disabled political aide has been verified in a new re- release document from the U S national air archives. So, um, that's dude, very funny. Uh, even though I don't want anyone to get hurt, violence oh, is what? not the answer, but the idea that like <laughs> Nixon in a fit of rage at work with like other office around yeah, and he's just like a sucker punch meaning like waited until they looked away and then tried to go for a punch this was someone he what employed a... a political aide who was disabled and he waited for the right moment and just like yeah 
gave him a sucker punch. What an evil... What an yeah. evil guy. So, <laughs> Better be damned. The, the, yeah. Their relationship... Their relationship again, like, is in a bubble it, for me. Like, it's a yeah. sweet, beautiful bubble that that could have been the alternate life of Richard Nixon. It if really he chose could be, to go like, down yeah. that road. Yeah, if he chose to quit everything and just go live like off on like on an island, like in like the Caribbean or like in like Florida Keys somewhere with him and Bebe, like maybe they could have actually been decent people or whatever. But like, I'm not trying to say like, but like, yeah, like the life. Yeah, that I just there's a I parallel know. universe where him and Bebe are both still alive because they ate a real good vegan diet. For the past 60 years. And I would um, like to believe that's possible and stuff like that. Like, I really, like, I do. But, um, yeah, he's just so much of a Pat, fucking... And Pat found person. a man that was worth his... Were, 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 were just a nice nice guy. That's who Pat found in this alternate world. Because uh, Rich Nixon didn't bring her in. Yeah, you you would like one one could hope one could hope, but um, yeah, it was just not a not a pretty not a great picture or not a great. He's not a, he's not a, like I said like there's so many reasons to dislike Nixon and like when I tried to find like extra stuff around the corner like yeah like it just kept getting worse and, and that uh, was just not well pretty. just to to add to it though I guess I might, I might as well pile on this bad wagon heavy drinker. Yeah, that was my next one. Heavy that drinker. was my next one. Was number three was uh, substance abuse. So uh, you know, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, that's all I got. Heavy drinker had a bunch of, he he liked his martinis and he liked his uh, Manhattans. Manhattans he liked. Um, and those and, are stiff uh, drinks. Those are those are pretty stiff drinks. And that goes into the fact that he was also dealing with some bad, apparently like bad mental health issues. Like yeah. for the time even, like not even what we could uh, like, you know, uh, posthumously uh, diagnose him with. Like at the time, like he was apparently known to have wild mood swings where they're like he apparently he may have been taking antidepressants and uh dilatin did you see that yeah i did i did see that and so like to be clear i think uh mental health is something that people should seek resources for if they're struggling i don't want to like you know i'm not trying to stigmatize people who seek um aid for mental health issues because that's um really important um to like yeah be upfront and be um um yeah, it's very brave to actually go ahead and seek treatment for it. But yeah, he was taking um, um, Dilatinin, um, which is, um, I think, uh, I saw it was to treat like it's like anti-seizure medication. But essentially what happened is that it was him, Bebe, and this dude, uh, Dreyfus, um, who was like a, this big Republican uh, benefactor back in the day. But like, and he was super rich. But Dreyfus essentially like um, started taking Dilatinin and was like, oh, this is like a cure-all drug. And like, I feel great now because of it. And Nixon was like, uh, hey, you know, can you, uh, why don't you, like, why don't you give me some of that Dilatinin? Like, and, he's, and, the, and <laughs> I was scared. Um, his name, uh, Dreyfus was quoted saying, he's like, what the heck? He's going to be president of the United States. I can't get in trouble. So he goes out to his car and gets like a bottle of like a thousand pills of Dilatinin. And says like, um, here, have at it. And so eventually, uh, Nixon starts, bec- um, um, taking this substance, which is, um, a prescription pill that is taking outside of the purview of a doctor or anything like that. And like, he's mm-hmm. like now starting to take, like, apparently he called up Dreyfus later down the road. He's like, Hey, can I start taking two a day? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Have at it. Um, and- I, uh, that's why it's very important to be under the care of a doctor. I personally also, uh, take a uh, mental health medication and a lot of it is seizure medication. Apparently mood swing medication is a lot of anti-seizure. Uh, and I was just taking one that I just got off of because it was making me insane. Some people feel great on it. I was pacing back and forth in my apartment, shouting loudly. Uh, I had to switch off of it. So different medications uh, do different things to different people. Yeah, and that makes complete sense. And I'll say this. um, There are a number of side effects to Lottenin. And especially, like, if you look it up, like, number one, like, warning they say is do not mix with alcohol. Like, do not. And it'll have severe, like, adverse effects. And... To, to be clear, uh, there's numerous uh, potential reactions you could have to Lottenin that include, uh, and let me know if this sounds right for you, for Richard Nixon, uh, slurred speech, decreased coordination, and mental confusion, dizziness, insomnia, transient nervousness. Lip uh, sweatiness, brow sweatiness, ear yeah. sweatiness. Um, and Dr. Here, there's a quote saying, Dr. Lawrence McDonald, a Washington physician, 
that was consulted was alarmed at the notion of anyone, especially in a position of of, uh, high responsibility, used Dilatinin in uncontrolled doses and combined them with other medications and alcohol. And he said, if such a user of of such a user of the drug were present in the United States, I would be very nervous. Mental confusion is not something you want in a leader, and it would impair the ability of someone of that caliber for making correct and timely appropriate judgments. It's a potential time bomb waiting to happen. It was I the quote. love the thought of Nixon having a tagline, a potential bomb waiting to happen. That's the Richard Nixon story. Uh, and to be clear, there are a lot of quotes about that too. So he, once again, was a drinker and like he would routinely get drunk and apparently just order nuclear strikes. Um, there sure. are many quotes here sure. um, uh, from Bob Woodward, uh, Carl Bernstein wrote of learning about a call in which the president drunkenly... Uh, uh, no, no, right. Okay, here is here is. He was given to exploding a course, uh, particularly in the course of the evening. If he had a few drinks, he would call up Bill Rogers or someone else and say, "Fire this man," and then forget it the next morning. Oh, wait a second. Where's the? There's Are you just reading Trump's things? I know. <laughs> I and once again, it's literally seems... the same. Fire this person. Forgets about it. Like say, it, it literally is the. Um, uh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Uh, they're literally kind of like along the same lines. Um, so there was another. Uh, According to a Secret Service source, Nixon once lost his temper during a conversation about Cambodia. He just got super pissed, the agent quoted uh, the eyewitness uh, was saying. They were half in the tank, sitting around the pool drinking. Nixon got on the phone and said, bomb the shit out of them. And I quote, um, (laughs) Henry Kissinger went on the record saying, if the president had his way, there would be a nuclear war each week. Um, Um, like, uh, the, the might not have been an idle jazz. The CIA's top Vietnam specialist reported that in 1969, uh, when the North Koreans shot down a U.S. spy plane, Nixon became incest and ordered a tactical nuclear strike. Um, they, like, they were alerted and they were asked to uh, give him targets and they were, but Kissinger got on the phone with them and they said they agreed not to do anything until Nixon sobered up in the morning. So, like, he drunkenly requested nuclear strikes on multiple occasions and, like, wanted just to blow people up. So, that if was he, the man. If he were on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he'd be Charlie. Don't, yeah, I mean, like, but no, because no, Charlie is endearing and kind of, like, funny and, like, kind of, like, messed you up. You think he'd be Frank? Yeah, because he had more of the resources. Like, he's a Frank this, Dennis hybrid. Yeah, and once again, I, Henry Kissinger is an awful, like you know, like person too, like in his own right. But like, he, I, I can't believe he was the voice of sanity stepping in, saying like, you know what? Let's maybe not nuke Cambodia until the dude sobers up in the morning. Like they, like that was literally a conversation that had to be happened, like in like in the White House. He's had a lot of moments. Apparently, according to the Secret Service, when he was drunk, he'd uh, uh, eat, uh, he'd be giving dog biscuits to his dog uh, checkers, and then he'd start eating some. Um, he was eating dog food. Uh, he'd, uh, apparently would walk around on the beach in full suit and shoes. Really? That's a power move. And like, that just doesn't seem like it would be comfortable. Secret Service, he lived on the beach and the Secret Service said they'd never seen him in a bathing suit. It was always walking on the beach (laughs) in a suit and shoes. That's so fucking weird. I'm sorry. And also, Richard Nixon seems like like the complete opposite of a, like a beach bomb. Like, like I can't imagine him like just like chilling on the beach. Like, did he like bring like an umbrella, like in a towel, and like you know lay out and just like catch rays, like with one of those like giant tin foil like sun things while wearing a full suit, and he was just like tanning his face oh. on the beach. <laughs> And apparently in 1985, he stopped having Secret Service uh, because he was afraid they were spying on him because they kept watching him. Uh, Yeah, he was a deeply paranoid individual. A deeply paranoid paranoid. A lot of people made fun of his golf game game, uh, because he was terribly unathletic. And then he was quoted as saying, uh, golf is a game for lazy bastards. No, yeah, Uh, sure. If if you can't, if you can't, if you're not good at it, then might as well just insult anyone that partakes in it. I mean, like that. That, that that fits right in with his character. Um, that seems yeah. about right. But um, not a not a great yeah. guy. I have some actually some facts that I was gonna spew at you. I just realized I just started spewing facts, but I didn't give you the real actual facts. Oh, um, do you have any Once other again, big juicy bits? Those were the big ones between like those were like the top three. And like I said, like there's like a lot of stuff about like tapes of him being a raging anti semite and like not caring about like the people like of uh, like um, of Cambodia and like and Vietnam and just like saying some really racist and awful things in general which i'm not going to repeat any of the quotes because they're that awful if you want to look them up you can look them up but rest assured 
this person, Richard Nixon, was an awful person on pretty much every imaginable front. Like, like I said, like there's the small redeeming qualities that he had, kind of like a cute relationship with Bebe. That's the only small, like, like humanizing thing about him. But outside of that, like, he's a fucking monster, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, complete monster, complete monster. Uh, he's. Well, I can't wait to get into the rankings. Uh, but uh, let me read off some quick facts for you to play with. Yeah, let's go. Um, let's go lightning round. I got like one. I got one of the lightning round thing. But you go first. Uh, Lee, Har- uh, Lee Harvey Oswald may have plotted to assassinate Nixon. Really? Uh, apparently, when he was leaving his house that day, the day he shot Kennedy, yeah. he said, uh, "Oh, Nixon is coming to town. I want to go have a better look." Uh, but apparently, really? nope. The paper didn't say Nixon was coming to town, and uh, but for some reason, he said to his wife he was going to go check out Nixon. Huh, that's interesting. I like I saw loosely that like he was like that like I saw like one of like the authors of people like who've written many books about him. A lot of my stuff I got was from the Nixon's Darkest Secrets. It was like book that yeah, came same. out there, but like um but like I saw like one thing that like he could have even been in on the assassination of JFK and he was like, Look, like I'm not gonna put it past like that like Nixon would be like part of like, you know, like you know, like um supporting of an assassination of a political rival. And like to be honest with you, like once again, just complete hearsay, but like given everything that I've seen and read about him so far, that's seems pretty in line with his character for him to go ahead and like okay the assassination of a political rival like that doesn't seem out of left field for him it's not out of left field but one of what there's a podcast called uh, uh last podcast on the left that mm-hmm. dove into the jfk assassination and yeah. they figured it all out they actually did a great job and uh it was lee harvey oswald like who did uh, like, oh no lee harvey oswald went there to go kill the president that day but there was a second gunman and that's oh, okay. been the big uh, thing. It's just like, who's the second gunman? Who I know very little about Hall? the JFK assassination. And it, uh, I don't want to give any spoilers. I'll, I'll tell you after <laughs> the break. But check out uh, last podcast on the left and check out the JFK assassination episode. Ooh, um, but uh, um, Millhouse was his mother's maiden name. Get uh, out of here. That was his mom's maiden name? Or yeah, like... that's it. It was short. Uh, it was uh, the last name comes from Milhausen, which was their uh, German, uh, Germanic name. Uh, to be clear, the character on the the character on the Simpsons was named after him, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Okay. Milhouse was named after him. Uh, community theater brought Richard and Pat Nixon together. Oh, apparently, I did not. I never got how they met or like what their setup was. Uh, apparently, uh, Nixon's first encounter with uh, Pat uh, when she was the leading lady in 1938, uh, Whittier Community Players production of The Dark Tower, and they both auditioned. He auditioned for a play. He auditioned for a play. Who is this man? <laughs> uh, Nixon. Well, he, he's a closeted gay man. We discussed. Sure. Uh, Nixon could play or five bisexual. musical instruments. Five musical instruments. Really? Like what? Are couldn't they? read sheet music, but guess which ones? Okay. Um, okay. Let me think about this. I. There's two answers that I want to give. The likely answers and the answers that I want to be true. Like, I want to believe that Richard Nixon was a triangle player or, like, you know, had a, like, or, like, was rocking out, like, on a pair of bongos. But I know those are... You're going to be shocked. Those You're are going to be shocked. Okay, like, let me... Okay, let me give my accurate guess of the instruments that Richard Nixon played. Um, don't say triangle. Okay, no, no, no. Um, had to have been... I want to say a trombone. If there's one person I feel like that was a trombone player, it no was... No trombone. Him. Get out of here. Okay. No trombone. Um... You're, you're at zero right now. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'll go with some of the others. Based on his early looks, the early Nixon looked like he played guitar. He looked like he had a guitar somewhere that he could strum. Where, what picture do you see of Nixon where he looks like he could play the guitar? Wrong again. You got two strikes. One Jesus. more, and you don't get to guess anymore. Okay, fair, uh, three, fair. Yeah. I gotta make this next one count. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No guitar. No, I could have sworn trombone guitar. would have been on there. You thought he could play. I, I get trombone. I can acoustic he guitar. Looks like he's got the cheeks for trombone. There's but... one where he's wearing like an ascot and he looks like, you know, he's just like sold drugs to someone and it looked like he would like bring like an acoustic guitar to a party. And Honestly shocked along. you haven't picked one of these so far. Honestly uh, shocked. Um, okay. 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 Let me think. Uh, I don't know if those are like, he wouldn't have done drums. He would never do like a woodwind woodwind instrument. I don't, I can't see him doing clarinet or flute. I want to say trumpet, but like, I can't see him doing like jazz. Oh, he actually did clarinet. Are you looking it up right now? No, I'm, I'm I'm guessing from your like, eh, clarinet. But I'm just shocked. You didn't pick this one. Piano. Oh, How piano was the piano? easy one. Piano was the easy one. I it's the easiest that. one. Of course yeah, a president plays a piano. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. A piano, saxophone, which would really? be awesome. 
which would be fucking awesome. That's uh, legit surprising. Uh, clarinet, as we mentioned. Mm. Uh, the accordion. That's not as surprising. Fun. That also that's actually, actually kind of seems about right. True. That seems like what he would play. And this one, the violin. That's more shocking. I can't see I, him playing the violin. I think that's pretty... That's uh, well, you know what? That explains a lot. That violin explains a lot. A lot of tears. A lot of tears he's cried. Over um, not being with Bebe and not having his like ideal like island life with Bebe. I would love to find out that he learned to play the violin the the, the day they stopped dating. Uh, mm. That would be really cool to find out. We're gonna we're gonna say that rumor. He learned to play the violin the day his his gay relationship ended. Um, Nixon get... was an avid bowler. Uh, also seems about right for his character. That seems like a that seems like you know like a 70s, 60s, 70s like you know, Republican kind of like uh like I don't know like strong man like fake strong man like sport to do or whatever like I don't i've got know. i've got two more for you he was a, fo- a huge football fan which is dumb i don't even know why i said it oh um, that explains where the hot football picture comes from yeah real hot football picture but this one he ran a failed orange juice business aaron really would you buy oranges for uh, orange juice from richard nixon i think that's the only thing i would buy from him why I, I wouldn't trust it though like i feel like you know like there would be like he would have like sold out some interest to it to some other like company or whatever or like there was like i don't know i feel like there would be something up with those oranges but like wait I feel why like did it go that's... under why did it like did was there a reason why it failed uh, uh because he's not a good businessman uh yeah, it was, that makes sense uh it was called uh what is it called citra's frosts it was called Cist- citra frost company uh citra which frost. attempted to produce and sell frozen orange juice uh, but he even performed the menial work of cutting and squeezing oranges. Uh, it was misguided attempt, uh, because, uh, it filed for bankruptcy in 18 months. Cause he just, he didn't know the market. He was selling orange juice to Californians who already had oranges. Also, like, I'm sorry. I've never had a frozen orange before. Is that a thing? Do people eat frozen oranges? No, for own, frozen orange juice, orange juice. So like, like, it's just, it's just frozen orange juice that you add water and then it makes orange juice. That seems weird. Like, do, do people buy frozen orange juice? I've never even heard of this as a thing. You can buy frozen le- uh, lemonade. Really? I, why? Like, why can't I just, like, make it? Or, like, I, I guess that makes sense, like, whatever. Not but, everyone like, can, that just has the facilities to make it, Aaron. We don't all have a juicer like you do. I, do, I don't. My body does not partake in, I don't need fruits or like, whatever. Like, I, they're disgusting. Most fruits are What weird. do you mean like, you don't need fruits? Everyone needs fruits. You just don't eat fruits. Don't yeah. act like your body is so advanced that it doesn't have need the nutrients way. from fruits. I don't Everyone need to eat fruits. Use them. <laughs> they're so chock full of sugar. I can get nutrients another way. I don't need to eat them. You sound like Nixon right now. <laughs> you sound exactly like Nixon would say if he were, if he were alive today. Uh, Aaron, we have come to the end of the show. Wait, wait, what, one last one, one last one quick. Oh, you're um, lightning round. You have a lightning round. I just have one last one, which I thought is, it's not even about him, but, um, uh, the main subject of the, the Watergate sandal, which the burglars broke in, um, uh, <laughs> broke in, uh, the pay, um, let's see, which burglars in the pay of, uh, so essentially we all have like election, like, like presidents have like committees like are like, oh, like, um, like for their candidacy, like, oh, the like commission to like, you know, like the party to like um, get Trump reelected or like, you know, like whoever, like, you know, whoever, like the recent politician was or whatever. So like they have like some stupid name for like their campaign, like, oh, like you donate to like this organization to help get so and so elected. Sure. Um, do you know what the uh, <laughs> he uh, Nixon called for his reelection, the committee to re-elect the president um do you know what the acronym was committee to re-elect uh the president uh crap 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 creep (laughs) (laughs) nixon's re-election campaign was uh, called creep that's very funny. That's very funny. The people that you should make a T-shirt that says "Committee to Reelect a President." It just says "Creep" down the side. I, you can just put a picture. I want a, a T-shirt of his face and just says "Creep." Like he literally was like associated with Creep. That was his like group. That's good. So, That's good. Yeah, it fits. Uh, that is a uh, uh, Life Size of the Rich and Dead podcast T-shirt. You can't take that now because we said it here first. We may yeah. not get it up and running for a couple of years, but, but we, we said did it. Say it here first. Yeah. Um, that is what's, uh, what's the what's that called finders keepers or something like in like fortuity like uh, dibs we uh, call dibs on it yeah. we call dibs on that we call dibs we call dibs you're right we call dibs and that's legally binding oh 100 that's a legal term yeah this is a poor man's patent right here we're producing <laughs> something putting it out on the airwaves we have a timestamp on it everyone Done. knows when this aired everyone knows when this aired yeah 
There's no way I can hide it, Aaron. Yeah, it's it's a matter of recorded record. Um, so yeah, if you happen to live in Wisconsin, Illinois, or Virginia, and you want to buy, like you know, like yeah, just watch out. And sometime in the next two years, we're gonna have some creep T-shirts coming. Aaron, is he getting an? Uh, is he getting a passing grade? Um, Red. Um, to be clear, I'm gonna lead into the mic just to make sure this gets because I know some things get like sure. you know you get distorted. We get um, lost in the shuffle. Gets uh, fall on the carpet. Yeah. He is not getting a passing grade. He's not. No, that's a no for me, dog. Collecting two hundred dollars, not passing go. No, he's going straight to jail. Like going um, straight to jail. Honestly, uh, we've been talking about uh, rankings of our folks for a while. I actually think I am ready to unseat Mother Teresa as our worst recipient. I am ready to go as far as to like put him at the bottom of the. Because think about it, Mother Teresa. incredibly problematic on so many levels but like once again at least she's someone maybe inspired some goodwill like our good acts and others i don't think richard nixon inspired any goodwill from anybody that's actively that's harmed fair. everyone around him was an awful human being held toxic beliefs i don't think there's any redeeming qualities about this man like, like i said like wow. there's no possible extra positive externalities that could have come upon about from his like baby Baby, baby, baby! Did you see his funky photo? Did you see his football photo? I saw the photo. He was hot. He had a gay boyfriend for a little while, which is somewhat humanizing. But once again, like uh, Mother Teresa, at least you would think that like there's like some people like maybe like who didn't know her story. Like you know what? I'm gonna try and do good acts because I see her doing good stuff. No one could say that about Richard Nixon. At least she possibly could have inspired goodwill on a greater level. Richard Nixon. Well, the some people he, could say that about Richard Nixon, but those are really bad children. Right. <laughs> those children are bad at a very young age. Right. He expired goodwill at one person, baby. There is one person yeah. who probably had a You're positive right. effect, whereas Mother Teresa could have had yeah. a positive effect on a bigger. And he almost of changed people. him, and Bebe almost changed him, and he's just like, why, why, Richard? Do you do this to us? I think why? my favorite, my favorite version of twisted reality, it would be that Richard Nixon actually spent out his days with Baby on an island somewhere, and that it was like a Manchurian Candidate scenario where like a bunch of like evil, like like a Republican like donor or something like that, like created like oh let's make like like the most like toxic or like you know like you know like awful human being and have him like run as me president, and like that's what happened. Like so, so like um oh like a million dollar man. You remember the million dollar man, Steve yeah, Austin? Yeah, same idea. Like, we'll yeah. make him bigger, stronger, faster, more like, we'll evil, more angrier. racist. More jollier, aggressive. Yeah, and exactly. All yeah. of that, that stuff. And the real Richard Nixon is on a a beach somewhere. Yeah, that in handsome, full suit and tie on a beach somewhere. Like yeah, like sipping like margaritas, holding hands with Bebe like on a beach somewhere. Ripped. I would like to believe that's possible. Fucking ripped. <laughs> and that's the old Richard Nixon. That Richard yeah. Nixon was hot. Which, hot Richard uh, Nixon. If somebody if somebody came up to you and said, here's a million dollars, go live your life somewhere, you can never talk to any of your family or friends again, and we're going to take over your identity and make it be like this Manchurian candidate scenario, would you take that million dollars and escape to an island with Bebe somewhere? With Bebe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Oh, Bebe, <laughs> though. Uh, uh, that's a, an interesting question, Aaron. That's I, a, I, uh, that's I would be tempted. Question. I don't know if that's a hard yes for me, but I would be tempted to take that briefcase and run with Bebe because I mean, like, it depends on what they turn me into. But that's the, would, you would have no say. You would have no say in what your identity. But I becomes. may not have say, but I I would want to find out what their plan is. You, but would you want? I'd know like to know point? that because that would affect my decision. Because if they're going to then take me and then it'll destroy my family and destroy mm. the people that I know because they it just destroys everything. That I hold, then maybe not. But if I'm going to be some sort of like Barack Obama, and I'm going to go like, yeah, maybe, yeah, sure. Well, then who wouldn't do that and stuff like that? Although I guess, well, a lot of people still want to see their family and friends. I'm now. I would abandon that portion of this. (laughs) I would abandon them if I could be a Barack Obama. Yes. Oh boy. I'm not a good person, baby. <laughs> you did ask a big question. You did yeah. ask a big question. That's a big um, question. So we're gonna put him below. Are you okay with that? How do you feel? Do you think he's worthy you know, of Mother I was, Teresa? I was iffy on it because of Bebe, but then you mentioned that Mother Teresa could possibly, for people that don't know or are unaware, mm. they could do some good from that image. So maybe you're right. You're right because the uh, Nixon does no goodwill except to himself and Bebe. Oh yeah. I, I like I said it's wow. that's the only small positive impact he could have had. Quick side note: Who wins in a fight, him or Sean Connery? 
Oh, Sean Connery, 100%. Yeah. Like, Nixon is, like, that fake kind of, like, presenting a strongman. Like, oh, I want to appear tough, and I'm not actually... Sean Connery, I believe, has the muscles, and, like, like he would fuck people up. I completely... Yeah, would, not a good yeah. person, but he has the muscle, uh, unfortunately, in his case, to back it up, because he didn't use it in the greatest scenarios, but... Um, uh, Nixon versus Ed Growl and Poe. I think that's more of a fight. I still want to give it to Poe. I don't think Nixon was that much of a tough guy. I just don't think... I think he... He sucker-punched a handicapped person. <laughs> Yeah, once again, he punched down. That he felt like that was like, oh, I'm gonna show these guys, like I'm gonna and I'm gonna knock but down. But he fights again. dirty, is what that's saying. He fights dirty. He, he like, fights the most vulnerable punch, people around him. He fights he will the vulnerable. Punch Edgar Allan Poe in the doink, and then he's gonna kick him in the kidneys. He's gonna he's gonna hit hard and low. But Poe had the big head, and I feel like once again, like Poe was a little bit like kind of like more out there. Where like, I feel like he also wouldn't be like he would be willing to do stuff. I just feel like, and he grew up in the 18th century. When I just it feel was like hard. I feel Life like Nixon couldn't take a punch. I feel like Nixon would just crumple over and like he would like start crying the first time someone actually punched him. I, I mm. that's what my opinion of him. He is a weak, strong man. Just yeah, like. He probably- I think he literally is the precursor to Trump in so many ways. Like there are so many similarities if you kind of like look into them too. Like it's um it's kind of kind of disturbing in a lot of ways, but um and it's kind of beautiful if you think about it. And maybe if only Trump could find his baby, then we could be done with all this one yeah, day. One day. One day. God willing. Um, but until then, this has been Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead with Red Jer- Jefferson and Aaron Quill. I almost messed up my name. Did you hear that? I, I know. Um, and. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Lot Rad Podcast. Lot Rad Podcast. That's the acronym. It's unfortunate. It's I unfortunate. like. I, I think it. saying is lot. I think saying is rad makes it a lot better. Like you can like say like Lot Rad actually kind of has like oh Lot Rad that kind of has a ring to lot it. Rad. I don't know. Oh, good old Lot Rad. Lot yeah. rad. There's a lot of rad people over there talking about some good stuff. Why don't you go listen well, to that? Scratch that. That's a very fortunate acronym that we have. Yeah. And uh, please make sure to check out Lot Rad Podcast on uh, Instagram. And make sure to uh, like, follow, and review us on whatever platforms um, that you subscribe five to. Five stars, yeah. five stars. Very appreciative. Five stars, five stars. Uh, but until then, my name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Aaron Coyle. Say bye, Aaron. Okay, bye. 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 Oh, bye. <laughs> Remember the cool beans thing? <laughs>